0: Top stories of the week. People who believe in magic get laws to protect their magic. We now know beyond any doubt that Peter Dutton is definitely not a rape apologist. And Australia takes a break from burning us this summer to drowning us instead. This is Newsweekly. Weekly. I'm Sami Shah and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. God is feeling sensitive news now. And lo did Scott Morrison descend from the mountaintop, and in his hands did he carry a bill that would enshrine within the laws of the land greater protection for people of faith who apparently don't feel protected enough with their tax exemptions and powerful institutions, especially after the 2017 same-sex marriage legislation, which flew in the face of all who believe that the universe was created by a benign and benevolent being, who did hang the stars from the firmament and has written our destinies in the pages of our lives, but also said, no butt stuff please. It turns out Scott Morrison can finally reveal what he's been so busy doing all these months when we wondered why he ignored the updates about an alleged rape in Parliament, forgot to order vaccines, or notify France about the end of the submarine deal. No, it wasn't setting up a federal body to investigate corruption in politics, silly. Nor was it to implement changes needed to address the sexual harassment that is apparently rife in Canberra. The Prime Minister is preparing to personally introduce long-awaited religious freedom laws to Parliament tomorrow.
1: Four years on from the same-sex marriage debate and after almost two years of consultation, the government has released the latest draft of laws designed to protect religious freedoms.
0: This legislation is intended to be, and should only be, a shield and not a sword. They keep saying that, by the way, that the bill is designed to be a shield, not a sword. Except, as any medieval weapons expert can tell you, a shield can hurt too. Greetings, I'm Shad. And I love looking at how historical weapons are adapted into pop culture. Why didn't people use shields as weapons in themselves instead of actually, you know, a proper weapon? Okay, so all that force I can generate in a punch is focused on a much smaller surface area than I could with my fist. And so getting punched with Captain America's shield is going to hurt a lot more than just getting punched by him regularly. The bill states that the intention of the law is to eliminate so far as is possible discrimination against people on the grounds of their religious beliefs. However, the controversial part is still there.
1: Which would enable Australians to reasonably express religious views, all while shielded from anti-discrimination laws.
0: Which means if a Christian quotes from Timothy 212 and says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, rather she should remain quiet, that's allowed. Or you can quote from Leviticus 20.13, which says, If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must be both put to death for they are guilty of a capital offence. That's also probably allowed. Or if you're Muslim and you quote from the Hadith, which says, If you find anyone doing as lots people did, kill the one who does it and the one to whom it is done, then that's also something you're protected against. However, an added clause does maybe potentially change that.
1: So long as it doesn't threaten, intimidate, harass or vilify.
0: You can express your religious views as long as you aren't an asshole about it. Which is hard because large chunks of religion tend to focus on being assholes to others. Gays, people of other religions, people of the same religion with minuscule doctrinal differences. The thing is, this bill as it currently stands doesn't actually do much of anything. It doesn't allow extreme religious people to be dicks to the LGBTQI community as much as they would like to, which is why this whole thing started in the first place. And it doesn't really protect extremely religious people from being dicks when they are dickish, which means Israel Folau doesn't get his job back. Despite this, Scott Morrison said the bill will protect people of faith from, quote, cancel culture forgetting that no one cancels quite like people of faith. From the Catholic-Protestant troubles in Ireland to blasphemy laws in Muslim countries, Hindutva mobs killing Muslims and Christians in India, and Buddhist monks committing genocide against the Rohingya, it's all a bit cancel culture gone mad. So, what exactly is the purpose of a bill that keeps things largely as they are, suddenly being pushed through as a priority so close to the next election?
1: Labour hasn't indicated if it will support the bill through the lower house, where it will be introduced on Thursday. The party's 2019 election post-mortem pointed to a loss in support among Christian voters in particular.
0: And the Lord did say unto his believers, vote for the Liberals, for they did deliver on their election promises, while Labour did but waffle as they are wont to do, and all shall be as intended. It's political correctness gone mad news now. Peter Dutton is definitely not a rape apologist, according to a federal court. On Wednesday, that court ruled in favour of the Defence Minister, who is definitely not a rape apologist, but did previously allege refugee women in Nauru who said they'd been raped were, quote, trying it on as a ploy to escape to Australia, who subsequently sent a five-year-old refugee boy who was raped on Nauru back to the Pacific Island, and who allegedly knew about the alleged rape of Britney Higgins in Parliament and allegedly chose not to inform the Prime Minister. The not-rape-apologist had sued a refugee activist, Shane Bazzi, over a tweet that had labelled him as a rape apologist, but not over any of the other tweets that point out how he has, in the past, said, quote, illiterate and innumerate refugees were simultaneously taking Australian jobs while, quote, languishing, quote, on the dole, and use free health services provided by Medicare, suggesting the Fraser government made a mistake by resettling Lebanese refugees, cancelled the visa of Palestinian activist Bassem Tamimi, called journalist Samantha Maiden a, quote, mad fucking witch in a text message he accidentally sent her and once himself tweeted, quote, you dirty lefties are too easy. The court ordered Bazi to pay damages of $35,000 to Peter Dutton, who is definitely not a rape apologist, but once claimed his election challenger, Ali France, who lost her leg protecting her children in a car accident, was, quote, using her disability as an excuse. The court did not agree to the injunction that Bazi can never tweet about him again, which is a totally normal thing for a defence minister to ask for. At least it's not a radio news now. Lockdown restrictions in Melbourne are almost entirely at an end and people can go out every day, all day. Drinking at bars, dancing at clubs, watching movies at the cinema and swapping keys at an orgy. It's all back on as the last big Aussie lockdown concludes. And the entire country can celebrate by running outdoors to embrace the world. Unfortunately, it turns out the world prefers Australians to stay inside. It's official. We're likely in for a cool and wet summer. The Bureau of Meteorology today confirming a La Niña weather event has arrived and brings with it the chance of more flooding in New South Wales. If it feels like it's been raining more than strictly necessary recently, well, you're not wrong. 2021 has seen wet weather records broken across the country from Perth to the New South Wales coast. And there's a prime suspect to blame for all of this sogginess. La Niña. With all the environmental impact of a Spanish woman scorned, La Niña is here. With her, she brings an increasing likelihood of rivers flooding, tropical cyclones, and widespread rainfall. All of which will be piled on top of the normal Australian summer threats of snakes, spiders, crocodiles, and being groped by a drunken Barnaby Joyce. How am I going? All right. <laughs> <laughs> got I like this mic more than the last fella. <laughs> so, what exactly is La Niña?
1: A La Niña develops when there's a change in ocean temperatures in the Pacific, creating warmer waters near Australia and sending with it more moisture over the north and east of the country.
0: Well, on the bright side, if it's so wet, then we won't have to worry about bushfires for what's right? Well, not quite. While a damp and relatively cool summer will probably snuff out the bushfire risk for most of eastern Australia, the same is not true for western Australia. Recent rain there has hampered fuel reduction efforts and the climate influences point to a drying out and elevated fire threat level, which might then spill over into South Australia and the western half of Victoria. All of which finally answers the question Australia has been asking the rest of the world. Anywhere but here, it turns out. My body, whose choice? News now Pauline Hansen's One Nation Party has put forward a bill against COVID vaccine mandates because at this point her entire policy agenda is driven by the Facebook algorithm.
1: Once again, I am moved to lament the theft of this most fundamental human right from the Australian people by the very representatives who are charged with protecting it.
0: The bill was fortunately defeated. The result of the division is ayes 5, noes 44. The question is resolved in the negative. Which means Pauline Hanson actually had more success that time she tried moving a motion in federal parliament that used white supremacist terminology.
1: I would also hope the Senate does the right thing and acknowledges it is indeed okay to be
0: white. This time the opposition spoke out against her, but none more spiritedly than Tasmania's own Jackie Lambie.
1: Here's the thing, being held accountable for your own actions isn't called discrimination. It's called being, you wouldn't believe it, a goddamn bloody adult. That's right as being an adult. It's putting others before yourself, and that's what this country's supposed to be about.:
0: If she sounds angry, it's probably just because before she got up, cold pervert and spirit animal of Queensland, Matt Canavan, had just said this: You should not need to undergo a medical procedure to
1: earn a living. Everybody should have the right to work and provide for their family
0: what the hell happened to my body my choice yes that's matt canavan quoting my body my choice after having voted very strongly against universal access to abortion services and said abortion laws go too far Meanwhile, One Nation responded to Jackie Lambie's attack in the way a party that had previously been court-soliciting funds from the American National Rifle Association would respond.
1: Mr President, this morning Senator Roberts leaked my personal mobile phone number on his social media. Since then I've received any number of nasty, abusive and threatening phone calls and messages. I may have to change my phone number.
0: It turns out, as far as One Nation is concerned, my body, my choice somehow translates into your phone number. My choice, and that's it for this week's edition of Newsweekly. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, head over to iTunes and leave us a review or rating. It really helps with the rankings a great deal. And join me on Patreon.com/samishah. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly.